well, well, how about this? We are experiencing the last day of meteorological summer. Today is August 31st, 2020, and this is episode number 121. Tomorrow marks the beginning of meteorological fall. Meteorologists like things in very neat parcels, and that's why June, July, and August, summer months, September, October, November, autumn. Autumn is one of my favorite time periods, and we're starting to see previews of that uh, vis-a-vis this past weekend when we had dew points nice and low, not only here, but really across the northern quarter of the country. My name is Andre Bernier. I am a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio, and I am the originator, the host, and the creator of this podcast, Weather Jazz. Now in its going on 16 years, can you believe that? As I like to tell everybody, I was podcasting before podcasting was cool way back when. Well, we have a special episode today because every once in a while we have a guest and that guest can be anybody and anything. It can be personal topics. It can be weather. It can be science. But today it's it's weather. But it's a special one in that I knew this gentleman a number of years ago when he came to visit me at WJW, kind of uh, testing the waters to see if a career in television meteorology would be uh, something that he would pursue. Just recently, I found out that this gentleman landed a really cool dream job after a lot of hard work, after a lot of persistence, too, by the way. Uh, And we'll get to meet him. He's a wonderful family man. We'll get to uh, hear about his family uh, as well, as well as his career and his journey from point A to point B to point C to point D and to his most recent adventure, which really begins in mid-September. His name is Jacob Wyckoff. Jacob and I got to meet because he is a resident, was a resident of Ohio. He grew up in Lisbon. And uh, ever since he secured his degree, and I'll let him tell the story of where he went to college and how everything developed for him, Uh, But uh, he eventually landed a position with WBZ Television, Channel 4, CBS 4 in Boston. Very popular television station and one that I used to watch as a kid. So it has uh, kind of some extra special meaning because Channel 4 was one of those really cool channels to watch when I was a kid. Watching the likes of Bruce Schwegler, Don Kent, and others. And by the way, Don Kent was my guest on Weather Jazz many years ago before he passed away. And uh, that's a special one. And perhaps even what I might do is revisit that uh, podcast. Actually, it was part one and part two. So perhaps after this one, I will bring back Don Kent and will kind of revisit that particular episode or episodes, I should say. And uh, you'll get to meet uh, not 
just Jacob, but somebody who was a pioneer in television meteorology so, so long ago. I'll let Don tell his story again when we bring back that episode. So without further delay, let me get right into the conversation that I had with Jacob Wyckoff, soon to be a full-time employee of WBZ-TV in Boston. Jacob, thank you so much for joining us on Weather Jazz today. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Jacob, a a lot of people uh, need to know that we kind of go back a a little ways. Uh, I still remember, it it only seems like weeks ago, but uh, I imagine it's years ago, you contacted me at the station, so there's an Ohio connection uh, to us, and then we'll get into your career and where you've been because it's really been an exciting journey for you, hasn't it? It has been. Yeah, I still remember. I mean, it does feel like yesterday that you know I started the internship uh, search process, and uh, you guys were one of the stations that I grew up watching. You know, I grew up in Northeast Ohio in Columbia County, and I was very blessed as a young weather geek to be able to watch four different TV markets growing up and mm-hmm. Cleveland was one of the markets that I was able to watch and, and you and, and Dick were certainly role models in, in learning about Northeast Ohio weather. And so then when it came to the college time, I contacted you and I still remember um, going up there and you teaching me all about Weather Central at the time, now WSI, and about how you uh, took such pride in drawing, manually drawing all the surface maps um, that uh, you guys showed on an, at that point on an evening basis. Um, and, and that's one thing that's really stuck with me is, you know, if you take pride in your work and the graphics that you show, I think your storytelling also shows that effort too. Because uh, anyone, I mean, can just throw up a map with some temperatures on it and read those temperatures. But you can also get those temperatures from your iPhone weather app, right? But that's where mm-hmm. we come and give context to things. So I've been, uh, like I said, very lucky. Uh, some of the other markets, Youngstown, Steubenville, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland, I mean, talk about like being in the middle of some really great markets and really great meteorologists to grow up watching. Uh, I, I was very lucky. Now, where is your hometown? Lisbon, Lisbon, Ohio. Ah, Okay, that's right. So that would explain uh, almost uh, the, the same scenario when I grew up in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Uh, we were smack dab in the middle of two great markets, the Boston market and Providence. And so at the time when I was growing up, we had the three networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, each with their own news department. So I had six weathercasts to watch every night. And uh, had the same kind of scenario. I would switch and and try to learn from every single one of them and draw the best out of uh, my television mentors uh, back then. Okay, well, take me from your your college experience on to your professional career. Walk okay. me through it because obviously now. You'll be starting something new, and we'll get into that here in just a little bit. But uh, walk me through what that journey has been like for you. Sure. So I graduated college at Western Connecticut University, a small school in in Western Connecticut. And we're kind of between 
um, New York and Boston, a little bit closer to New York. So um, as I was doing my final semester, I did an internship um, with WTNH Channel 8 in New Haven. Um, also that summer prior to, I did an internship at WRC in Washington, D.C., um, Bob Ryan, the chief mm-hmm, meteorologist. Yeah. And so both of those stations, um, WRC and WTNH, both had Weatherbug, um, a weather company that um, establishes weather stations on the roofs of schools and of buildings. Um, in Cleveland, they have one at, uh, what is it? Uh, I, I call it Jacobs Field still. Is it Progressive Field or? Um, yeah, right, Progressive Field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a weather station on there and Brown Stadium. So I actually got to, um, after graduation, go to Weatherbug um, because I was, it's all about networking. I eventually um, took a position there in Germantown, Maryland. I worked for them for six and a half years. And mm-hmm. my role with Weatherbug was to help TV stations utilize the Weatherbug data that we were collecting. So my travels took me around the country. I visited 60 different TV stations and I got to shake a lot of hands, meet a lot of people. And that really kind of set me up for the journey that um, I was on and then my wife was on because she at the time was also a TV reporter. Um, So after Mm -hmm. my wife and I got married, we moved up to Connecticut. She took a role that I helped her obtain through people I knew at WFSB in, in Connecticut the person that hired my wife as assistant news director became a news director in Springfield, Massachusetts. And they were looking for a freelance meteorologist for that summer back in um, June of 2015. So Mm -hmm. I just said, you know, I'll cover a couple of weekends here or there. And that actually in November turned into a full-time role. Um, And that's where I've been ever since. And then in June, and really it was like April-ish, of 2017, I got contacted by a weather producer in Boston at WBZ, whom I had contact with through Weatherbug. Um, he recognized that I was in southern New England. He knew me from my Weatherbug days and my hard work. And he said, hey, you know, if, would you be interested in covering a couple weekends for us here or there? And that turned into covering full weeks and long stretches of weekends. And now, um, come September 13th, I'm actually going to be joining the WBZ weather team full time. So um, the one thing that I tell kids when I go for school visits is, you know, work hard, but also kind of shake a lot of hands. Maybe, you know, post COVID after we get done with this, shake a lot of hands, meet a lot of people, because I think especially our community, weather community, it is such a small group of people that they can help you guide, whether it's your next role at that station, or they may know someone who is looking for a body uh, as well. Mm -hmm. That is just a fantastic story. And I would imagine that that story uh, will not have a a full conclusion until you can really look back and see the landscape and uh, see the divine appointments that occurred, that had to have occurred in order for you to get to where you are now, and that is WBZ, which is now a station which has a long history in Boston. Yeah, I mean, goodness, I think that we celebrated 70 years, um, whether it was last year or the year before. It it has an incredible history to it, um, covering incredible stories. You know, as 
you get sort of bigger in the market uh, or market size, that is, the stories that have been told by those stations are just incredible. So, um, you know, even recently, the Boston bombing and, and the coverage that went into that, multiple um, just national stories that have been told and to be joining a team that is sort of telling history the way that WBZ does. I, I feel truly blessed. And to your point earlier, I, I, I am a Christian myself. I'm a Catholic. And you're absolutely right that sometimes you don't realize the journey that you're on until you are able to look back. But I know that I am blessed to be in the position. Um, I've only been in TV for a little over five years and to be going to market number nine is I'm lucky. I, I will say that I'm very lucky. I'm very blessed. Um, and I don't take it for granted. Um, it, it's definitely a position that I'm going to do as best as I can and, um, really just kind of make into my own role, uh, just cause I, I have been blessed along the way. Yeah, you worked very hard in, in that process, and what I try to instill in a lot of visitors that come to the station, especially some of the younger folks that are uh, in middle school and in high school, try to let them know that uh, the only thing that they're seeing really is the glamour of television and the glamour of being uh, a media personality, and uh, granted, we're performing a very important function for society, at least I think so, uh, <laughs> but uh, I also tell them that uh, there's a lot of hard work that goes before you get there, and you have to be willing to put that hard work uh, into the mix, and yep. many times that could be you know, having having three roommates in order to pay the rent in some of these very, very small markets or even in some of the pre-television days like uh, you at Weatherbug, for instance, I'm sure that there were a lot of days where you were uh, uh, perhaps wondering what that next step would be and when that would occur. But you had to have patience, didn't you? Absolutely, yeah. I, I always told myself that when the right opportunity presented itself, that I would be ready to walk through that door. And I wouldn't mm -hmm. be scared to kind of leave a career that's very stable into a TV career that is, I guess you could call it less than stable uh, in many cases. Uh, but you're, you're right that you have to really kind of grind uh, in your early years to, um, to make it sometimes. And, and even during college, it's not an easy career to get into uh, based on the math and the science. It's very high level stuff. That's not to discourage people. I will be the first to tell you that math is not necessarily my strong suit, but I'm very proud of myself that, uh, you know, I, I conquered ordinary differential equations. Mm. Uh, if I opened that right. book today, I would get nightmares over it. <laughs> um, but I still, at the time in college, was able to get through it. It took a lot of hard work and a lot of late hours. And that really kind of, that makes me proud that I was able to, to do that. And, and yes, you're right that patience is key. Um, you know, our job, they see a half an hour show or 90 minutes in the evening, but we work sort of around the clock, whether it's us being geeks and on our iPhones, looking at radar scope and making sure that our forecast verifies 
um, or, or getting in early to make sure that snowfall forecast that we nail that wind direction. So that lake effect snow band that sets up is going to, uh, we know exactly where it's going to be. Uh, there's a lot of long hours that are put into TV. Um, and and mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. to say that it's, you know, ditch digging stuff. We're, we're still very lucky to be inside for the most part, although we do live shots every once in a while outside. Um, but it, it is a career that I, I know that you kind of have the same story as me. When you grow up just immense in weather, fascinated by it, and then to finally work in a profession that you're able to talk about your passion every single day, that's a blessing in and of itself. Yeah, I tell people uh, along the way that uh, I think management is crazy for paying me for what I do because I probably would do it for free. But don't yep. tell management that, that because <laughs> they might get some ideas. Uh, but you're right about the work. And we have the same, we're, we're cut from the same cloth in the sense that uh, math was uh, something that didn't necessarily come easy to me. Uh, but the love for meteorology and the love for weather drove me through those subjects that I had to take and by the way were necessary because you would use that. You would use differential equations to look at equations that imitate the atmosphere. That's that's how we get, <clears throat> pardon me, our computer uh, models, etc. So just like you, uh, m- that love for meteorology drove me through uh, having to to learn those things, uh, and I'm glad that that I did. And you're right about too. The, the, a lot of people don't see the the behind the scenes work that happens. Uh, I'm now uh, semi retired, uh, but I still for the two shows that I do daily, the 5 p.m. and the 7 p.m. Uh, there are many days already today, even before our, our conversation uh, this morning. We're recording this at 10 o'clock. I've been online getting uh, some material for today and making sure that what we show is going to be interesting and relevant and it takes work and it takes time. Uh, but I love it. I wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't do it any other way. And it's, uh, see, you're walking into that uh, with the right attitude and it's been really satisfying to see so many uh, of the people that, that I have been able to watch, uh, such as yourself and, and many other students, some that are just now entering college at Ohio State University in meteorology, uh, watching them develop this, uh, this routine, this love, and channeling that energy in the right way that is going to essentially uh, make for a very, very long-lasting career. And by the way, it's my prediction. You're going to be now at WBZ uh, for the remainder of, of your your television career. You're going to love it. Already, I know people in southern New England who say, yes, I know Jacob, even though you've been freelance up to this point. Uh, you have a very distinctive look. Uh, may, perhaps uh, perhaps we'll touch on that right now because I'm going to post a picture of you on weatherjazz.com with this episode, episode number 121, so people can look it up and uh, talk about how you develop this very distinctive style. <laughs> so the style you are referring to is uh, I'm very aerodynamic, and by that I mean I'm bald. Uh, I shit. <laughs> I shaved my head. I started shaving my head in college. Uh, I went to 
uh, the hair club for men when I was 19 and it didn't work for me. So I said by 20, Mm -hmm. it's gone. I was going to help the hair loss along and I've been shaving my Mm -hmm. hair head ever since. Um, and to your point, I, kind of don't blend in a lot of the anchors um on tv the male anchors have full heads of hair and i Mm -hmm. don't blend in with those those guys so i think i stand out a little bit more um and it's it's not a bad thing uh i kind of like it i'll make jokes about it you know i have to apply that extra layer of sunscreen in the dog days of summer and uh, during the winter time, I really feel the frozen tundra on the top of my head sort of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things that you kind of just have to accept. It's definitely not a normal TV look, I would say. There are some people out there that rock the, the bald head, um, but it's definitely fewer and far between. Mm-hmm. But you're perfectly comfortable with that when you first did that. By the way, do you shave uh, then your head every day or every other day? What What is the routine? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious. So my little hint is, uh, yes, I shave every day. And so I mm-hmm. don't break out in any sort of razor bumps or anything. I actually use ladies shaving cream. Uh, so mm-hmm. that is my little trick to stay away from irritation. Um, and I'm I'm the type of guy that... If I don't shave one one morning by the evening, I've already got like a super five o'clock shadow. It's like a two o'clock shadow by the time I get into the evening. So I definitely have <laughs> okay. to shave every day. Um, and mm-hmm. my skin appreciates the fact when I have like a long weekend or a, a good vacation where I can just go without for a little bit. Um, I actually was very lucky this past November. My news director allowed me to keep um, a, a vacation beard. And I kept it from November all the way into March. So I, I kind oh. of enjoyed rocking a, a beard for a little while. Um, again, not typical sort of TV. Now, do you have any pictures of that? Because I'd love to post yep. that on weatherjazz.com. Of course, I can get those over to you for sure. All right. What I'll do for the audience is so you can see uh, Jacob's beard. Uh, I'll post that on uh, weatherjazz.com. Look for episode number 121 in case you're just listening to this uh, via a uh, a podcast. Uh, Jacob, any uh, advice to give to those that are following now in your footsteps? And surely you must have already had some people come to you saying, what do I do? Uh, tell them what they should do based on what you have learned in the process. So the number one thing, I, I think the availability of weather information nowadays is incredible. And it really um, makes me proud to see youngsters, teenagers develop their own Facebook pages and, um, you know, develop their own, even green screens in their houses. Like that's incredible technology mm-hmm. that we're able to do nowadays. So I, want to foster that with everyone that I talk to. Um, that being said, I also encourage them to try to think mindfully of not using the scariest weather models to hype storms up. That's one thing that I think, um, while the availability of weather information is, has increased, the anxiety around weather has also increased too sometimes. And so I, I caution students and people that I talk to that just because a epic nor'easter is showing 10 days away 
for New England, a lot of times that doesn't come to fruition. So just to exercise mm-hmm. caution, um, but really just love the science, build trust. That's the only way that you really build trust is, is not by sharing these scare models, but it's by, by, honest, by talking honestly with your audience that there may be some uncertainty with the forecast that as soon as that, as soon as you feel more comfortable sharing exact numbers, you will do so. And sometimes, like I have gone on air in Springfield and in Boston and said, three days away from a snowstorm, there is a chance that we get no snow or there's a chance we get six inches of snow. And it's going to be a difference of miles. And I'm sure that you have seen the same sort of setup with the wind direction during mm-hmm. the snow band. Cleveland may get some, and then some neighboring towns may not get any. It's that same sort of uncertainty that sets up. Um, so just to speak honestly with your audience, and I mentioned it earlier, really try to meet a lot of people. And, and outside of TV, outside of any sort of profession, if you are kind, if you are a kind person, I truly believe that things happen to you um, that are good. And so I, I try to live my life that uh, my parents would be proud of, that God would be proud of. And I have, I feel blessed to be where I am. And I, I think good things have happened to me. And I, I think that that's just because I try to be as good of a person as I can. Well, it sounds like you are in the right place at the right time, and your divine appointment has come to fruition now in Boston, and uh, we wish you very, very well. It's exciting to to watch that happen. I'm excited for you. Say hi to everybody at WBZ, even though they have absolutely no idea who I am, (laughs) but uh, uh, we're just looking forward to watching your career unfold there. And do us a favor, whenever there's something interesting going on in in Boston, whether it's a weather scenario or even anything weather-related, love to have you back anytime. You just let me know, hey, I got a great story, and we'll do another episode, and we'll get it up on Weather Jazz anytime you like. I would love that, and thank you. And by the way, I got chills when you said that I'm going to finish my career at BZ. Thank you. That really, truly means a lot. I I uh, appreciate your uh, mentorship. Growing up watching you was was really a, a pleasure. And then to be sort of a, a colleague of yours in, in the weather space is, I, I feel very lucky. So thank you, Andre. It's been a real privilege to watch you. It really has been. And uh, again, best wishes uh, to you as you start your new chapter Uh, in the middle of September, and we will be watching. I'm sure that there are ways that uh, people online can watch you uh, at, uh, what is is the the website uh, for WBZ? So it's cbsboston.com. There's also, like, Mm -hmm. if you have a Roku device or Amazon, there's a CBSN, um, as in Nancy, Mm -hmm. uh, that you can download and just click on the the Boston there's a few different CBSNs, but if you go to the local Boston station, um, you can watch our newscast, and you'll be able to see some of my weathercasts there. That's great. We'll uh, definitely be doing that. And uh, uh, Lord's blessing to you as you continue in your journey, and it's going to be a great one to watch. And come back anytime. 
Well, our best wishes go to Jacob and his brand new position. And I suspect he's going to be there for quite some time. If you're ever in the Boston area, make sure you tune in and check it out. By the way, I have a couple of pictures that I have posted of Jacob. And you will see that unique look that he has and also the beard that he was able to sport recently uh, at his former TV uh, position. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and will help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence on social media and by word of mouth any way you can. And special thanks to those of you who have partnered to support Weather Jazz to further expand future episodes along with the frequency and the topics covered. And especially to my very first supporter. I mentioned her before in a previous episode, but I'm going to do it again. Because Christine Barnes from Medina County is going to be joining me at some point in a future episode. I've asked her to come on by and explain to everybody why she's a supporter. Not only that, but I'll also be speaking at an event that she is helping to run, originally scheduled in 2020. That's been scheduled once again for 2021. And as we get a little closer to that date, I'll make sure that all of you know where it is so that uh, you can stop by if you are so inclined. And again, if you would like to partner with Weather Jazz, as Christine has done, consider becoming a monthly Weather Jazz supporter. You're going to find the link at the bottom of every episode at weatherjazz.com. I'll also be setting up that secret email address pretty soon. That will give you the chance to contact me for content ideas or anything else that's on your mind if you are a supporter. Now, if you have a question or topic suggestion, I welcome your input, and you can always reach me at my public email address. That's weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And you can also now, via text or voice, you can leave me a voicemail at the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. That number is 234-525-5888. If you're subscribing to Weather Jazz via one of the many podcast apps out there, remember to subscribe so that you can automatically download every episode as I make them available. And if you're ever in the Cleveland, Ohio area, if you're listening to this podcast from outside Northeast Ohio, and you plan to visit or simply traveling through, you can catch my 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. weekday weather segments on WJW Television Fox 8 or from anywhere online, live at fox8.com. And remember, my next couple of episodes will be Don Kent, formerly from WBZ-TV. He's since passed away, but this is really a very, very special interview that I was able to do with someone that I admired as I grew up as a kid and immersed in New England weather. That's coming up, episodes number 122 and 123. We'll see you next go-around right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.